one of the things that I think we miss, and this is so important to sovereignty and just like self-love and really knowing yourself, is it's not always about being able to call yourself out all the time. It's also really being able to acknowledge the ways you fucking killed it, the things you really, really did good. And I'm not talking about specific business metrics. I'm not talking about, I bought a new car. I'm not talking about, you know, purchases and a lot of external things to really start thinking a lot about, do you like the woman you are at a soul level? What I want most for women everywhere is to stop playing small and step into your unique power so you can finally show up as the fullest, biggest, and truest version of you. But that requires that you first get crystal clear about who you are and then let go of everything that you're not. I'm here to teach you how to know yourself, trust yourself, and honor yourself so you can create a deeply aligned, deeply empowered, and deeply inspiring life. You know, the one you were actually sent here to have. Come on, let me show you how. As we prepare for this new year, and I know so many of us have so many different rituals and things to do and ways that we like to usher in this new expansive energy, especially after the unexpectedness of 2020, I want to offer this in your process for those of you who maybe don't already do it. I think we are so used to, you know, making this list and always taking this inventory of like, you know, what didn't work, what do I need to improve? And I feel like that's always what the focus is, what I didn't do right. And what are the extra things that I want to the new things that I want, the more expansive things that I want for next year, the forward thinking things. And I think clearly that stuff is important to, you know, like I said in the last episode, like be aware of what's going on and where the gaps are, and then always to continue to create expansive visions for us to embody in our lives. But one of the things that I think we miss, and this is so important to sovereignty and just like self-love and really knowing yourself is It's not always about being able to call yourself out all the time. It's also really being able to acknowledge the ways you fucking killed it, the things you really, really did good. And I'm not talking about specific business metrics. I'm not talking about, I bought a new car. I'm not talking about, you know, purchases and a lot of external things to really start thinking a lot about, do you like the woman you are at a soul level? What did you do really well? How did you love people well this year? How did you love yourself well this year? How did you nourish yourself well this year? Where did you give yourself grace that maybe you haven't in previous years? Where did you extend some more compassion? Where did you give yourself a fucking break? (laughs) You know, give yourself a break and allow yourself to rest in a way that maybe you haven't done in previous years. And so, you know, also always with clients that I talk to, I'm always encouraging them to open up a Google Doc. I mean, I think journaling is always best because it's just there's something about the pen and the paper and it being written in your own handwriting. 
But sometimes the Google Doc can be easier, but to open up a document and, you know, I keep a record of, I have a file on my phone called Deca Praise. And when people text me and say amazing things, when people DM me and say really beautiful, lovely things about me, when people share things on Instagram, just any time when it's something that like comes through my phone, I screenshot it and I keep it in a folder for an affirmation. It's not always even just a reminder, but it's an affirmation of like, bitch, you're the fucking shit. You are the shit. And I was telling my one of my coaching clients last week that, you know, my goal is to always be, you know, I would say the baddest bitch in the room. And that is not, and if I can't show up and be a hundred percent, a thousand percent Deka in every conversation, every space, every interaction, then for me at this point at 41 and moving forward in my life, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be in any environment where I have to shave any parts of myself off to fit in. And so again, then that means like, yeah, I always want to be the baddest bitch in the room. Now, on the flip side, let me explain what that means. That is not an objective observation. That is a subjective feeling. For me, when I walk in, I want to feel like I'm, you know, the baddest bitch in the room is just the phrase that comes to mind, but that I'm being the very best me. That is the best that I can do. That doesn't mean that I'm actually going to be the most attractive, the most intelligent, the best looking. I, I'm not. I'm not into that because there's always going to be somebody better looking, smarter, more money, skinnier, fatter, booty, you know, bigger lips, whatever it is. There's always going to be somebody better than you and whatever you know, whatever goal you're trying to meet. But I'm super, super clear about the kind of woman that I want to be, and those are the kind of you know, quote unquote, metrics that I keep for myself, you know, throughout the year. And I think it's really important because we're so focused on getting and doing the things that we're not paying enough attention to who we are being in the process of the getting. Because to me, you can get the thing. And if you have to become somebody that you're not in the process, then it wasn't worth it at all. And so, you know, you can be in alignment and still be out of integrity. Integrity and alignment are two different things. And just because you're, you know, and you can also be in alignment and be in integrity and still be out of order. And so it really is just about figuring out what does integrity look like you? You know, a big thing for me is giving and being because, you know, not only financial abundance I want to experience, but it's abundance for me is a bigger word than wealth. It's abundance in every area. And I want to be a giver and I want to be a giver not when I get to this certain amount of money and I feel like I can give a quote unquote impactful donation, me understanding and rewiring myself to know anything I give, every single time I give the $10 gift cards at the gift store, the unexpected flower arrangements that I send to people, the random cards, the gifts, the text map, whatever it is, all the list of different things that I might do in different scenarios, all of it is impactful. The same way, you know, I'm sure all of you have had somebody say at some point a really kind word, or again, I get these text messages out of the blue, hey, just thinking about you, want to know how much you've impacted my life. I'm so great. Like, I want to constantly... I love being that person for other people. And of course, I absolutely love receiving it. And so me also nailing in for this year that a huge part of being a good giver is being able to give a good receiver. And so those were metrics that I tracked for myself. And I think it's like one of the most amazing transformational things that was important for me. And so again, for you, as you are making your list, I would also encourage you to think about who you want to be next year, not 
where you want to go, what you want to do. I mean, you know, how much money you want to make is fine, but how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel peaceful? Do you want to feel excited? Do you want to feel joyful? Do you want to feel rested? Do you want to feel clear? Okay, whatever those things are. And then to kind of reverse engineer into what activities, behaviors, beliefs do you then need to adapt to make you feel that way? Because again, we miss it. So many of us are achieving and doing and yet still getting to the end of every year with an empty tank or just like feeling like something is off here. I don't even know what it is, but something is like, I don't know, it's just not curling up right. Something is off. So look back over 2020 and you know, pay attention to the ways that you showed up as the type of woman who you really wanted to be. Did you give yourself a break when everybody was saying at the beginning of the year, hey, now we're in a pandemic and you're home and this is the time to work on that other business that you didn't have time to do. Were you able to drown out the noise and to give yourself permission to rest? Were you able to do that? And I think it's, it is a little bit more challenging to do in hindsight at the end of the year if you're not keeping track of this on a daily basis because you forget all of the little things and that's the gag. The little things are the big things when it comes to this kind of work. And so, you know, I'm going to write, I don't know if I'll get back to blogging or whatever. I'm going to write somewhere about this, I'm sure. In the beginning of the new year, but one of the first things that comes to mind for me is when I had my laparoscopic robotic myomectomy back in August, I was really clear that in those two weeks I was taking off, the two weeks off meant no work meant no work. That did not mean working on shit on the laptop while I was laying down. That did not mean answering emails. That did not mean trying to clean anything around the house, trying to go to Goodwill to get rid of stuff. It didn't mean trying to think about how I could rearrange this. It meant to really, truly rest. You get out of the bed. If you can, you know, hobble downstairs, come downstairs on the couch. I had all my little food set up. People were delivering food constantly, flowers and different stuff. And to just lay here and sleep and to constantly remind myself that my only job after a major surgery is to rest so that my body can repair and restore itself. And it was challenging at first. And it was interesting because of my awareness to like watch myself. You know, I could hear this other voice saying, well, you should be doing this. Well, you could at least do a little bit of that. Well, you could do. And it's like, that's the problem with where so many of us are. You're not even just giving yourself like you don't give yourself permission to just do one thing at a time, which is resting, which is nothing. You know, and I would watch my um, whatever I was watching a Chesapeake Shores. I wanted to watch like really, really light stuff while I was recovering. And it's like, I would hear this voice inside saying, Deka, you want to kind of, you think you need to check in on work or research this thing really quick, but the work you need to be focused on is the work of watching Chesapeake Shore so you can lay down and rest your body and repair and restore. And I had, I mean, I say like, my surgery was the most amazing experience. I had the most amazing, peaceful supportive recovery I could have imagined. I don't clearly want to go through the surgery again, but if I had to, I would, you know, just even from a surgical perspective, if I had to, I would do it again easily. But I'm just so grateful that I gave myself and forced myself to really do nothing. And so I definitely showed up for myself this year around being really clear about my energetic boundaries than I ever have in my life. And one thing that I've talked about you know, before you may have seen on social media is even in the last couple of months, me making it really clear that my office hours are 12 to six. 
And no matter whether I, some mornings I get up and I want to get on it and I've got an idea in mind and I might do something really quick, but I have let, as far as public consumption, Deka is not available for work until after 12 p.m. And it has just, what that means then is in the morning, I get time to be with myself, to journal, to do some tapping, pull my cards. Maybe I walk, maybe I lay in bed and sleep longer. Maybe I'm watching a show. But the point is, I am filling my own cup so I can serve you all from the overflow, from whatever is spilling out. Because again, what is in the cup belongs to me and whatever comes out of the cup belongs to you. So something to think about how you want to fill your cup next year and how you filled your cup this year and make sure to celebrate that, not to just write the list and tuck it away and then go get on the phone and go do something else, but to really, really think about like, damn, this was who I wanted to be. And I really did this for myself this year because going back to the last episode, you know, you want to pick a partner to who supports you and encourages you and champions you in your work and let you be you. Well, shit, bitch, you don't let yourself be you. You don't support yourself in your work. You don't, you don't champion your own emotional growth. You don't support your own emotional growth, but you think you're going to find a partner who's going to do the work for you that you're not doing for yourself. That's what's called outsourcing. That's what it means to outsource your personal growth onto somebody else. And so Again, something to definitely think about and sink in and meditate on as we prepare for this week and the new energy coming in. And I hope you all had a fantastic holiday, just holiday season in general. I know this has been, you know, 2020 has been an amazing year for me. I'm really, really grateful. I will always look back and know that this year changed the trajectory of my life. And then I also, on the same hand, recognize that this has been a really, really tough year for other people who have had, you know, a devastating time. And the third piece is me also understanding this is the same story every year. The only difference is more of the collective had a really tough time this year than they did in 2019. But the reality is people had devastating, awful years in 2019, but it didn't affect most of us. So most of us didn't even care because they were always the people who were quote unquote at the bottom anyway. And so I think that 2020 has been a leveling year in many ways, you know, reconfiguring year of what's important, a year where we have been forced to grind to a stop and forced to have to do things differently. And I hope all of us have been able to find, even in the midst of if devastation, you know, if, if your life was, you know, wrecked by devastation this year, I hope that there also was, you know, you were able to find some light somewhere in all of that. So I love you all. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the podcast this year. And I hope you are safe with the new year. Y'all shouldn't be out partying anyway, because we are in a pandemic. I will remind you, but whatever you do for the new year, I hope you are safe and I will see you next week.